think back to when you were a kid. Okay. And <laughs> think about, I don't know, pick an age. <laughs> Maybe a younger kid, probably six or nine or something. Three weeks old. Three weeks old. <laughs> I remember that clearly. <laughs> yes. um, what do you remember about your the feeling kind of your home? What do you remember hmm. about your parents? You said something that when we were talking about this, like, when you're thinking back about your home life, kids, what did you, what do you say? You, my mom always did this, or I remember right. my dad always doing this or never, the always or never statements. They're not good for marriage, but they're good for reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, th- yeah. That was framed around. So I was at a men's retreat and we're all thinking about, you know, this idea of legacy. And I, in some ways, legacy is a bit of a myth and I can unpack that, but the only legacy we can really leave to our kids is really our, our faith, mm. right? And our generations and generations on generations, it'll be yeah. our faith. And so we were unpacking that. And one of the thoughts that occurred to me is what, what is the thing that our kids are going to look back and think, man, my dad always did this or he always mm. was, whenever I cried, he was what? Was he available to me? Hmm. Was he cold to me? They tell me to get over it. Or whenever I woke up in the morning and walked out into the living room, what did I see? my parent, my mom doing, or my dad doing Mm -hmm. always. Right. Right. And so today's episode is all around, uh, making the make the makeup of the home. Meaning what do our kids perceive when they think of our home or what Mm. do they, what do they think of when we ask them about, Yeah, what's that, what's that temperature inside of our home? We talked about on the, on the marriage side of how a couple can kind of set the temperature in their home. And so if we take that a step further, what do our kids, Mm -hmm. uh, feel and experience when they are in our home and what kind of temperature is there. So we're excited to get into this episode. I kind of wish we could have recorded our kids answering some of these questions. Maybe we'll get to that. Uh, But anyways, we will see you on the other side. This is Fierce Parenting, where we believe that kids are a blessing, family is God's idea, and everything about parenting is discipleship. So leave the blame, shame, could'ves, and should'ves at the door and join us for gospel-centered conversations. Welcome to Fierce Parenting. So again, here at Fierce Parenting, I just want to reiterate our mission here is to uh, point parents to Christ and to mm-hmm. encourage them in the gospel. Amen. And I don't think we can hear that enough. Uh, we do that on the marriage side, and now we're trying to kind of collaborate and also walk transparently uh, on mm-hmm. the parenting side. Uh, parenting is awesome. It's awesome. And it takes everything in <laughs> us to do it well. The thing is, it's also a space that's riddled with blame and shame. And so that's the whole mission, right? Yeah. Is reminding couples that, uh, parents, that parenting is great. God designed the family. Kids are a blessing. Now, how can we parent them in light of that and encourage one another in it without yeah. getting caught up in the details of it? So if, if that is something that enlivens your heart and if you've been blessed by this, we would be honored if you would partner with, with us. Mm-hmm. You can do that in a number of ways. You can just first off pray mm. that God would continue to allow this ministry to reach eyes and ears um, on, on social media, on the internet, and through this podcast. Uh, also, rate and review if you haven't yet. I can't tell you how encouraging that is. Please do join the army of folks who have already rated and reviewed. I think we have almost a hundred uh, ratings on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, rather. That's the <laughs> of it. So, if you haven't done that, please do that. Or if you feel even more compelled to partner, you can go to fierceparenting.com/partner, mm-hmm. and there are options there to to lock arms with us. 
So what are we covering today? So we're talking about the home. We're in the series of the home. Last week we talked about uh, kind of seizing, embracing, creating those missional moments yeah. in the home, how not to let those leak through or, or, you know, kind of slip away. Yeah. And today, what are we talking today about? Today we're going to answer three questions uh, that we feel like will help illuminate this idea of what's the makeup of your household and mm. how do kids experience you know, your marriage and your home. So the first question is, what do your kids understand about your home? Hmm. I think this would, this will be get some really funny answers from kids of all ages. <laughs> do they know uh, that your home can and does have a purpose? And if so, what is it? So have you communicated that as a, have you gotten on the hmm. same page as a couple first? Wow. And then have you communicated that to your kids? Okay. Uh, the third is how can your kids participate in this purpose? Wow. So I think this will be kind of a fun episode. So what do you mean by that? Question one. What Question your, one. What do your kids understand about your home? Well, I would encourage you first to go ask them <laughs> because I think but you'll be amused. what is the question itself driving at, I guess? What, 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 what is your their kids, perspective of okay, the home? Okay, so some cute, yeah, some cute questions to kind of get that conversation started. Okay. I think would say God gave us this home to glorify him. Okay, I'm pretending I'm talking to like my kids so two five and eight right god gave us this home don't to glorify don't talk to your kids god gave us this home this place to glorify him and to help us know him mm. and to share the gospel with others our friends and our neighbors so what do you what do you like about this home hmm. how does this home make you feel uh or how do you feel when you're at home is another way to phrase it uh, what do you not like about this home? This could be interesting. Not interested. <laughs> Is there anything that you wish you would change? So again, we started this episode of like thinking back to when you're a kid. I totally remember thinking different things about, oh, I wish I had this or I wish we could do that. But there were also really, there are huge highlights in yeah. my childhood that I really loved about being at home. Uh, interesting. So, so we, I grew up in a really old home. So uh, like built long like ago built <laughs> i don't know what the not with old built. people <laughs> Some, sometime in the early 1900s yeah uh you know like knob and tube wiring uh kind of antiquated switches that barely worked my parents loved antiques they bought a lot of they antiques they still love antiques they still love antiques <laughs> which i'm starting to appreciate but as a kid i i used to um really dislike that aspect of our home because i felt like i would compare it to like the the friends that had the modern kind of more tracked in a development that you yeah. know uh, they had the you know nicer floors and that sort of thing which is weird because as a kid and that was pretty superficial but I did compare in that way but when it came to being home I think I felt safe I think I felt like um I my dad was always a guy who had the list <laughs> so there was a sense that when I went to a friend's house I didn't have to worry about doing the chores because everything had to stop if the chores weren't done. See, and I'm so sensitive to this because I'm like, we make our kids do some chores. Are they going to be like so angry that we make them do chores? But I totally remember growing up doing it's chores. because you see me being angry? You no, wonder. I just don't, I don't leave a list, but yeah. I just don't, I won't, you know, this is what we're talking about. Like how do our kids perceive the home and the purpose of it? And so. Yeah, I was a little angsty about that because it wasn't like, oh, you know, little Ryan's got to feed the fish for the day. No, it was like, get out. You have to weed the gardens, all of them. It would take you like two hours before the sun went down. <laughs> then you'd have to empty the garbages and clean, you know, the bathroom. It's a boy, and, girl, boy versus girl thing. Like, uh, maybe we, I try to make them work too. I worked hard as a kid. And you guys, so my dad was on the podcast not too long ago. So you know my dad by this point if you've listened to the podcast. Um, so he, I love my dad, but he's a, he's a list guy. 
He's and, got some stuff. He's and that's gotta... why I do not have lists. And I almost <laughs> like my way of sticking to the man nowadays is like, you know what? Leaves need to be raked. Let them be. Let them just sit there. <laughs> let them lie. <laughs> let them lie. <laughs> They'll decompose on their own. <laughs> Um, although the girls do love helping rake some they leaves. They do. And I think that's huge so. right there. It's just when you're bringing kids into it and making them a part of something, uh, they feel your trust. They feel that kind of, mm. um, I don't know, not at the same level, but they feel like they can relate and connect, mm-hmm. I think, with you. Uh, and so cool. their answers to some of these questions, I think, are really telling about the temperature of your home and kind mm. of the, the feel. And not saying that you need to, like, overhaul everything you do at home I think it's just kind of telling uh to hear what they have to say about your home and what they how they feel in it and you can even kind of give them some answers if you want interesting um so how can we begin to set that temperature of the home and maybe we're going to get get into that later but no um, right on so it's one thing to to say you know I, I felt safe I felt you know like me complaining about doing chores that sort of thing but how as parents are we called in scripture to mm. to specifically set the temperature set hearts and minds on a very specific thing namely the things of god mm-hmm. how are we called to do that um and so you're pulling up scripture right now deuteronomy 6 um what, do you, want you to know where that? i'm going why don't oh, you read yeah. it what verse do you start <laughs> oh <then>? yeah <laughs> uh probably this one verse six okay. uh it's you can lay out the context if you want uh, it's, it, I mean, it speaks for itself, but verse six is, uh, uh, these words I'm commanding you today are to be upon your hearts and you shall teach them diligently to your children and speak of them when you sit in the home, you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as reminders on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. Mm. And when the Lord, your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he would give to you the land with great and splendid cities that you did not build, with houses full of every good thing with with which you did not fill them, with wells that you did not dig, and with vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And when you eat and are satisfied, be careful. People, remember, fierce parent, hear this. Yes. Be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. I'm going to keep reading because okay. uh, if you go, I forget where, um, go, I'm going to skip down to verse 20. It says, in the future, when your son asks, what is the meaning of the decrees and the statutes hmm. and the ordinances of the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you are to tell him, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord inflicted great and devastating signs and wonders on Egypt, on Pharaoh, and on his household, but he brought us out. From there to lead us in and give us the land that he has sworn to our fathers. And so that's good. the land that here they are. You know, I love that, that verbiage of you're, you're basically f- occupying homes you did not build. Yeah. In other words, God is our provider. He brings us to the various places of, of our lives. Well, I think it says it. At the end it. of the day, he's the one who is doing that, not us. And we tend to forget Yes. We like to pat ourselves on the back for the good things that we're doing or shy away from the bad that we probably have done as well. Yeah. So I really like, I think it's, it does say it very plainly. Um, we were slaves uh, of Pharaoh in Egypt. We were slaves to sin before Christ. Mm. We were slaves to sin before Christ. But the Lord brought us out 
the Holy Spirit called mm, us. Amen. The God called us out and with a mighty hand. If you think about the sins mm. of just our sins of the people, the sins of the Israelites, the bondage that they were in because they were slaves to Pharaoh, they had no way out. We have no way out outside of Christ. Mm. We have no way out, no way of being with the Lord for all eternity. Uh, so the, the forgiveness of our sin, if you, if that is something that is light to you, you think maybe mm. I haven't lived a, that bad of a life and you know, great. I, my sins are forgiven. I would, I would challenge you to dive deeper into what forgiveness means and what forgiveness looks like, uh, to all men, whether we think we're so highly of ourselves that we are, uh, don't need to worry about forgiveness, the, the depth. And that's what's so great about the old Testament. Mm. In my opinion, is that it really just brings to light, uh, the challenges and the, the things that we just don't understand about when you approach God as a person, as a human being, like it's not just us praying you would be struck dead for that in the old right. testament like god has brought us so far by his grace yeah. uh sorry that's just a little tangent he hid, he hid moses in the cleft of the rock so that he could pass by him mm. and uh in the same way we are hidden in the cleft that is christ and the rock that is christ and that's what this passage is telling us like yes. don't do not forget that yeah do not forget that. Now, now let's take this back up to the, the right. conversation we're having, setting the temperature in our home. The atmosphere, is it warm? Is it cold? What impact would this this truth have on your home if, if we lived this way? If we lived in a... Well, in the way that like tells what God has done for us and a continual reminder to our children. We're teaching them these things and they're saying, well, Mm. why do I need to know this? You know, why do we, because you need to understand the story. You need to understand who God is, Mm. where he brought you from, where he brought us from and where he's taken us. So I want to revisit this and emphasize one thing. It says, these words I'm communicating to you today are to be upon your hearts and you shall teach them diligently to your children Mm. on Sunday mornings. (laughs) It's a Ryan version. No, no. <laughs> I know. Or you shall teach them diligently to your children when they mm. specifically ask you about them. Or when you feel like it. Or when you feel like it. Mm. No, there's no way out of what this passage is. It doesn't say that. It says, teach them diligently to your children and speak of them when you sit at home, when you walk along the way, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as reminders on your hands. In other words, all the time. Right. We There is no time in our lives when we are not called as parents to be explicitly and overtly pointing our children to the things of God, pointing them to the gospel, pointing them to Christ. Which really calls... And reflecting... I'm sorry. And reflecting on, like you said, our former sin, our former bondage and the freedom mm. in our identity in Christ that we are, have, are no longer mm-hmm. bondage in bondage to that sin, but we are free. And, and what effect would that have on the home? Like, and the one thing, Selena, you always remind me about is that we are modeling repentance to our children that we are a family that we repent quickly mm-hmm. <laughs> and we repent humbly because we have we have a firm identity in christ right? right and now contrast that with a home where there's no such thing there's right. no repentance just, a parent will have a blow up and just move on with life just move on the kids kids are resilient right they forget they're not gonna call you on it right they're gonna go about their day mm-hmm. but just remember and be encouraged parent that or be aware, uh, more is caught mm. than taught with kids. And you've probably heard that mm. phrase before, but it's it's very true. The caught part is they are catching how you respond to each other and how that makes them feel. Mm. Right now, they're, they're, that temperature is a feeling. So how do they feel when they're in the home wow. and when you're walking through some of these, these really difficult times? Uh, you said something that I was 
gonna say I had a response to. <laughs> completely forgot it. That's okay. If you think of it, just jump in. Uh, I, I want to think, think on some other ways we can. Oh, pause. All right. Perfect. The- <laughs> Welcome. When you were saying all the time, we need to be teaching our kids the things of God, reminding ourselves, reminding them, not just on Sundays, not just mm-hmm. in small groups, not just in sh- Bible studies or whatever. Um, but it's, it speaks back to our first episode last week about those missional moments. And I think that was kind of where we were going was to fill in these gaps. Like there is not a moment in time that you should not be uh, honoring God, mm. acknowledging him. I call it these like God connection times or something like how if whatever challenge they're going through, whatever you're mm. watching on TV or there's always a moment to stop and pause and talk about the things of God within that context. Uh, as simple as, yeah, like I said, movies, dry, listening to music on the way home from school. Mm-hmm. Again, how are we acknowledging God? How are we remembering the sin that he has brought us out of? Mm. And how are we teaching that to our children? Yeah, and then enjoying the Lord out mm-hmm. in the open, I think is another way that we can really clearly so create good. this mm-hmm. atmosphere of of honoring the Lord, of being yeah. a house, a household that is truly founded on the things of God. We don't just go to church and sing songs on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, when our kids hear us uttering the praises of God, now we may not be singing mm-hmm. all week long, every moment in the home, right? Although worship is good to have on all but the time. <laughs> the kids, I, I want them to hear and remember, my dad said praise God all the time. And when I say praise God, I truly mean praise God. Like I love yeah. when people are celebrating, we celebrate with folks who maybe are, they've just had a baby or they've had some, you know, they hear of somebody who passed away, who spent their whole life Mm. honoring the Lord, serving the Lord. Praise God for that person. Mm -hmm. Praise God for this food. Praise God. And that sounds a little trite. I don't mean to, I I don't say that. The words have meaning and that's how we use them. (laughs) That's how we aim to use them. Yes. It's not just a passing thing, but also, um, like whenever we pray for a meal, I I remind the girls and we do our family worship, uh, almost every morning, if not in the evening, and to say, this meal is something that God has given us. Like these eggs, okay, that these, ch- some chickens somewhere laid these eggs. Hopefully our chickens one, one day. day. One day, we, one can, <laughs> one can aspire. Our own chickens. <laughs> Got to build a coop. But um, these chickens, like they're, th- these little eggs are packed with protein and they are this little grace of God mm. that we can eat this and they're inexpensive and they're, they taste good and all this stuff. And I'm sure they're sick of eggs because so we have <laughs> eggs all the time. Point is, is they're all constantly being reminded that this is a home that is exists by the very grace of God. And, um, and so when we do repent, when we do have those celebrations, those high moments, those low mm. moments, we can, that, that is firmly established in them. They're not just seeing us, you know, kind of in a one-off, but it's a, it's right. a constant thing. Right. So. Moving on to the second question. So mm. I think most of us can agree that, that our home is as believers is a missional place. Uh, we can have a vision for it. Um, but we can cut ourselves short, I think as parents, if we're communicating that, uh, maybe just to each other, but not, if we're not communicating it to our kids on a consistent basis of our home is a place of worship. It's a place where we read the Bible. It's a place where we play, where we pray together, Mm -hmm. uh, where we gather even for us right now, literally our church is gathering here on Sundays and it's such a blessing to Mm -hmm. be able to do that. Um, you know, scripture tells us to not give up meeting together with one another. Uh, do your kids, when they see all this, do they, can they pinpoint like, which is this question number two, do our kids know that our home has a purpose? So first of all, what's the temperature of the household? And then 
do they know that it has a purpose? If those two don't line up, then I think there's something wrong. If the wow. temperature, and yes, kids struggle, that we can't control how they respond and react to things. And we're teaching mm-hmm. them and training them on how to, you know, be better young people <laughs> and right. in the things of God. But uh, how can we incorporate this idea of purpose into our home and ask the kids? You know, so I had another cue question of like, do you think our home is just for us or is it also for others? You know, because I. I think I would invite kids are pretty like, yeah, come to my house. You want to come to my house? Can mom, can they come to my house for dinner? Or can, right. you know, I think they're pretty inclusive generally speaking, but for the older kids, um, hmm. do you feel like you can invite your friends over? You know, why or why not? Uh, what do you think we as a family could do to share Jesus with others? Uh, in this home, you know, that's kind of alluding to inviting people in for meals or maybe being a part of some mm. sort of community service that you do at home and then it gets sent out. Um, do you understand what the, word purpose means i mean it's good to define our terms here right and do you know what that word mission means let's talk about these things and help you understand Mm. again it's not a one-off conversation i think it's many conversations of defining what these mean does this line up with how we live and what the kids are experiencing and Mm. um how can they how can they be a part of that which is the next question so by by being really clear with their kids on the reasons your home exists, you're giving them an opportunity to be ministers in their own mission field. Mm. What I mean by that is every friend, every kid is going to have a friend who comes from an unstable home environment. Right. Yeah. Especially if your kids are going, um, you know, to school for the day and they're meeting people from all walks of life. Now we, we home educate. So we, that's not our experience, uh, but there are people in our sphere that we would mm-hmm. bring into, you know, have that, that category for, but by saying, Hey, you know, Johnny, you know, our theoretical son. (laughs) Maybe we'll talk about Johnny more in the future. He's just a brilliant student, amazing athlete. Not exist. (laughs) He's just a fake son. So say, Johnny, our home exists for, it's not just for us. Like you said, it's for, it's the Lord's home, right? We're stewards over this place, Mm -hmm. over this. It doesn't have to be a house. It could be an apartment, whatever, but whatever, wherever you live, it's not ours. It's God's. We're going to use it for his glory. Now, listen, if you're at, school and you realize there's a friend who needs a, a hot meal or they need somebody a safe place invite them over mm. like bring them into the fold we will welcome them in we will love them we will you know be that safe place and now you've got johnny thinking in terms that are completely outside and otherworldly they're outside mm-hmm. of the norm mm-hmm. now he's not just at school thinking how can i maximize my fun today or now he's like, thinking who yeah. can i love who can i help and who can i bring back to this so good this place that god has asked us to use for his glory that's so good and i think keeping it simple (laughs) dwight kiss keep it simple stupid (laughs) but how can we keep it simple of just our home is not ours god has given it to us for his glory Mm. i want to let's glorify him and how we interact with each other and how we love one another but also how we invite people in which is that third question Mm. of how can you your kids participate in this mission and purpose mm. of our home. And I think it's a, a little bit more tangible uh, in terms of this. But when you said invite your friends over, I was thinking uh, if you can establish kind of one night every week or every bi week or I don't know, whatever your schedule will allow of just saying, hey, every Tuesday night, if you want to invite a friend over, invite them. I don't care who it is. Just like invite them over. So they are thinking, oh, it's mm. Tuesday. I can invite my friend over. That's lo- and oh, maybe that's, that's awesome. I it's love that. very yeah. predictable. It's they kids can feel excited about inviting someone over. Um, and you can make, as a mom, I can prepare for that. Right. And I can just know that kids are coming. I'm going to have a fun meal and we can just live our lives on display a little bit of, 
Hey, yeah, wow. we pray around the table. Yeah, we do family devotions. I totally remember doing that with one of my neighbors. I was like, well, I don't know what devotions means, but I caught on. <laughs> yeah. And he was a pastor, so of course they had to minister to us <laughs> yeah. neighbor kids. <laughs> I, I remember reading a story or hearing somebody talk about how they, anytime they had a guest over, they would have the guests sign the underside of their dining oh, room yeah. table. You remember that? Yes. That, that just, I remembered that when you said invite anyone over Tuesday nights, literally a free for all. Yeah. doesn't matter who they are. I, mean, I would just say like, one person per kid though. <laughs> <laughs> one friend per kid. Be Cause I'll be party. like, yeah. Cause it's intentional too. And I think that is a really small, but important point is that, yeah, it's, it's not a free for all in the sense that we're not just doing anything and everything we yeah. are. We are doing this as an act of worship mm-hmm. an act, an act of service unto our friends, unto we're worshiping the Lord, but we're, and we're serving the Lord while we're serving others. Yeah. And so by bringing them in, they're being they're they're being brought in to participate mm-hmm. in the activities of a home that is founded and rooted in the things of God. And I don't know that I ever really felt like I could do that as a kid. And that's not to put down anyone or to lay shame anywhere. It's just I knew my home was safe for me, uh, but I never thought to really invite people over. I think it it was safe, but it also was a great source of pain um, coming from a single home, single parent home, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, that can just look very different. So something real quick, something jumped into my mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I had a thought. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good idea. Yes. Uh, the, you know, scripture clearly teaches that kids are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Have we considered that it's not just our own kids that are a blessing? Oh. It's other kids. There it is. And how the kids, the friends that our kids bring into the fold could also be the blessing unto us. It's not just... Like, I think we underestimate what kids can do. I agree. I agree. There are a lot of kids that I have a really difficult time with and they've been in my life and I see them more and more and I'm consistently like being brought up against them or in interaction with Mm -hmm. them. And I've just learned to love them. Like you just love them. You learn how to deal with them. I've become more assertive as an adult and the pathway is clear in how I can love and direct and instruct kids I don't really get along with or mm. want to spend lots of time with, but they are a blessing. If God says they're a blessing, I'm going to learn how they are going to be a blessing. And how <laughs> and our savior was the one who brought the kids in and said, let the children come mm. and sit them on my, like, I want to talk to them. And who are we to think that this child doesn't have something to offer me <laughs> as somebody who God might use for, for my edification, mm. for my, my growing for my sanctification, mm. for my faith building, and that God could create something out of that that friendship even yeah. with that child. So yeah. anyway, it's just calibrating our our kids to see the home as what you said. It's it's how can they participate in the mission and the purpose of the home. Now, they can't possibly participate if that mission and that purpose aren't clear to us and it isn't clear to them. Right. Which is why we've, and this is not part of the, the script, so to speak, but... <laughs> Um, at fierceparenting.com, we have a resource called a um, family vision, how to craft a family vision statement. It's a short little ebook. You can get through it in probably under 30 minutes. But the whole point of that is to help parents clearly think through and articulate why does our family exist? What is important to us? What is the mission the Lord has put on, on our lives? And what environment are we creating? Those envision statements. That's all about creating an environment mm-hmm. where you know, one of our envision statements, and this is a sidebar, is that we have a home that's filled with laughter. Mm-hmm. We have a table that's filled, surrounded by life. That life is happening in real time. And, and that that wouldn't happen by default because mm-hmm. we would easily just sit, park it in front of the TV. Sure. With the it's TV just dinner. easy, yeah. yeah. It's just easy. Um, 
Anyway, uh, check that out. Fierceparenting.com. Just uh, look in the resources. It's a how to craft a family vision statement. It's a free ebook, completely free. Yeah. Uh, just a few more tangible ways to incorporate and have kids participate in the home. Ask them to lead prayer at the table. Mm. Uh, Ryan usually will just say, hey, Emmy, can you lead us in prayer? Don't ask who wants to. Just designate. Um, ask them to read like round robin. If you read scripture together, have them participate and take Love turns that. reading. If they can't read, maybe whisper in their ear what it is or just have just point to it and read with them. Mm. Uh, when you pick them up from school, ask them how God used them today or how they saw God at work in their day. Um, And in the midst of kind of the hard times, ask them if they ran to God. So we were away from our kiddos this weekend. If you're in our Patreon squad, you might know why. I mean, we can tell you a little bit. We were just training to be speakers with Weekend to Remember and Family Life. But we were away from our kids for three nights, and we have never been away from any of our kids for any of, not that long of time ever. And uh, Ryan had just talked to them about Caleb and being brave in the Bible. I think it was Numbers or Exodus we've been finishing up. And uh, we came back, and I know they had had some hard times growing and just being away from us. We get and the grandparent reports. Yes. And so <laughs> I said, hey, were any of you guys, did you, did you experience some fear, or some sadness or anything? Were you able to, did you feel like you could go to God? Did you pray to God maybe when no one was around or anything? And they were both like, yeah, we prayed at night in my head. And I was like, oh, awesome. And then little Emmy goes, I asked God to, I wanted, I told him I want to be like Caleb so I could be this brave. Girl. That girl. And I was just, just like. She's oh, a ringer, I'll tell you God what. She's is, a five-year-old, and she is. She God has, is. She has seven-gallon thoughts in a little five-gallon. Like <laughs> she she's does. She's just a big thinker. She does, and I love it. So it was really neat to hear a friend of mine on this weekend because she knew I was kind of just. My heart was sad, and I had a few tears of just being away from them. She said, "You know, just because things are hard doesn't mean that they're not good, right? It's good for us to be in those yeah. hard situations where we grow and we uh, are able to kind of lean into God." and connect with him it's in those weaknesses that he really makes us strong and that he has grown in us actually that you make a really good point um being that we were out of town now the nature of our work that happens periodically because we're speaking or ministering in a way yeah not very much and it's not just mom and dad leaving it's family you are sending us like children you're sending in a a way which we're going to talk about you're sending us Mm -hmm. and you're you're we Pray for us. Don't just pray for your own, like, you know, safety. And Yeah, it's not it. this divide. It's not this division of, like, you're going, we're staying, which is, that's how my head kind of breaks it down. But, no, they're sending us out. I texted my mom a lot, and I was like, Mom, you are mm-hmm. you are investing in the future marriages at, that are at this conference by allowing us to be here and to learn and to attend. You are a part of that. Like, God has... Yeah made you a part of that in this way patrons like you're a part of what god is doing in marriages everywhere and how awesome is that one of the men that we met who is also training he said that he can only leave the people he loves most knowing that he's going to minister and help others Mm -hmm. to love the people they love most better I just cried. I was like, that's exactly it. Like, there's nothing else that would take me away from my kids. And so we can look at our kids and say, for the mission you don't God. have to resent this work because you're part of this work. Like, we mm-hmm. don't, because that's one of your prayers. Is we don't want them to resent, like, because we have church gatherings at our house. We're always doing things that are ministry related. And our kids want to be with us more and more. Mm-hmm. And we're with them a lot. I think they're just really needy, to be honest. No. <laughs> but the point is that you're, you bring them along in that situation you bring them along in the traveling you bring them along when you can and uh into those moments and you 
let them know that they're part of this team. They are participating in this. And if you're a parent listening to this or watching this, uh, by the way, we're recording this on video because we're going to be <laughs> doing more of this on YouTube. Ba-da, that's the announcement. Anyway. <laughs> um, it, it'll be more official in we'll the see. later weeks. Yes. Um, but if you're listening to this and you think, well, how can we do this? Well, if you have, you know, in the traditional kind of Western context, you have, you're leaving to go to a job and it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be just, I have to go to work. It's Monday. It's 8 a.m. I got to go because I got to I gotta make the money, right? No, it's is your family is sending you in a sense. Like, could they send you and say, how is God going to use mom or how is God going to use dad in the workplace today? Mm-hmm. How is God going to minister? Who are you going to pray for in your own kind of while you're driving? What are the opportunities? Did God show you a way to pray for somebody today? If your kids going to school, hey, who did you pray for today? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just the grind, but instead it's how are we on mission and how do our kids understand home yeah it uh, kind of as a home base as a safe place where that that mission kind of is is happening but also and that's going into and, next week and adding texture yeah. to like daddy's thank you god that dad has a job that he can go to that can help provide for us but also minister to other people mm. and minister to us because you you're doing things that you don't maybe always like or enjoy or want to do, but work is a blessing, right? It is something that God has given us uh, to cultivate, to do, and to work at is, mm. a, again, it's a blessing. And so how do we teach our kids to see those things when, even in the midst of our own struggles, right? So yeah, that's it. That's good. One one last thing that I find is, it's just peculiar in the best way is that notice how we haven't talked about really Sunday mornings at all. We haven't talked about like the traditional, we're Christians, so we do this on Sunday. No, because the Christian life is not just Mm. about going to church. It's not just about checking the box on the census. It's about living this this out, these truths out day in and day out, second in and second Mm -hmm. out, and that it's it's an ongoing thing. And if we model this, if we take the word seriously, then we will do these things because we see the wonder and the value of it. And because we've been transformed by the grace of God. And then what's going to happen inevitably is our children begin to see the wonder, the value, and be transformed mm. by God's grace. Mm-hmm. Our living it out in front of them will bear long-lasting fruit in their lives. So, yeah. Selena, let's, um, I think that's an episode. You want to pray for us? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. Father, I thank you for the parents listening to this. I pray that you would uh, enliven them to walk obediently in these ways, not out of... Um, any sense of self-righteousness or obligation, but out of a sense of your ways are good, your ways Mm. are pure, and your grace is good, your grace is pure, and it's sufficient for even these um, seemingly insignificant places, spaces, and moments in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would help parents create that environment, that atmosphere where their children can begin to really behold Mm. the mission that they they have been called into as people in a Christian household. I pray that you would show these parents and opportunities to invite their children to participate in the mission and the purpose of their home. Help them to clearly understand the mission and purpose of their home. God, all for uh, your, your glory. God, for the good of your people and for the goodness and the proclamation of the gospel to the ends of the earth. We love you, Jesus. Help us to love you better every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode of the Fierce Parenting Podcast is... In the can. See you again in about seven days. Until Until next time. (laughs) Stay fierce. (laughs) I want to say it on this one, okay? (laughs) I want to say it.
Thank you for listening to the Fierce Parenting Podcast. For more resources, visit fierceparenting.com. And for daily encouragement, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to support this ministry, please leave a rating or a review in your podcast app or visit patreon.com slash fierceparenting to become a monthly partner. We hope this episode has blessed you immensely. Take care.